This episode of the 10A Podcast is sponsored by TOC Public Relations, the only PR, marketing, and strategic communication firm that specializes in working with public safety agencies, associations, and businesses. TOCPR is also the parent company of Law Enforcement Social, which provides social media, PIO, and content creation training for all public safety. Be sure to check them out at TOCPublicRelations.com and LawEnforcement.Social. This episode of the 10A Podcast is dedicated in memory of Los Angeles Police Department Officer Houston Tipping, who passed away this week. The views and opinions expressed on the 10 podcast are those of the authors and guests individually. They do not necessarily reflect an official policy or position. The 10 podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity, agency, or department. This week on the 10 podcast, a gentleman, a scholar, a redhead, with James Corbett. I grew up in South Jersey fucking pork roll. I, I noticed that there was a problem and I wanted to help solve that problem. There's the city, there's the department, then there's the officers, the people. You forget what the real world is also like. Whatever it may be, we want to show up for that family too. I'm building up basically communication software that's just for law enforcement and their community partners. It's super powerful shit that we're building. Dude, this is awesome. Why isn't this everywhere yet? Podcast episode 235. What is going on, everybody? I'm your host, 108. Hope you guys had a great week. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with the Iceman. Today we are going back up to Jersey. You know, it I it got to I got to thinking we haven't really had true Jersey flair. Uh really since like I mean Tom Rizzo was in a little bit. I mean he's Jersey, but we you know we we were missing the Jersey boys, right? The RIP. To Red Gun Squad, Blue Line Grit, he's kind of uh, in the wind. Frank Castle's still holding it down, but, uh, you know, the Jersey Boys are broken up. And uh, I miss that, like, you know, again, no disrespect to Tom or Brad or, you know, the Street Cop guys that we had on, because uh, they're from Jersey too, but it's a different vibe with the Jersey Boys. So, um, my good buddy Pork Roll. Uh, from Central, South, whatever you want to call it, Jersey. He hooked me up with this dude, our guest today, James Corbett. He said, hey, you got to hit up my dude. He's doing big things for LEO everywhere. Uh, you want to get on, get in on the ground floor, go hit him up. So I did. And I messaged this dude. And, you know, it, Instagram networking is weird because, especially for me, like, you don't know my face. You really don't know me. I throw some memes out. They may be from personal experience, whatever. But, you know, you don't really know me. It's not like... You're going on to my LinkedIn and you're like, oh, this is what this guy's about, huh? No, not at all. So we did. I, I hit up James and he was like, yeah, man, I'm all about it. Well, of course he is, man. He's selling a business. He's selling a nonprofit at the same time, double teaming it. Of course, he's going to want to get his word out there. Um, and of course, he wants to do it with, with someone with some kind of platform, even if it was like a small platform, obviously. He's a businessman. He's handling business. He wants to get his words out there. Um, 
when 108 was becoming what it is today, which it's not even <laughs> take t- shout out to all the Dragon Ball Z bros. It's not even its final form, y'all. Um, but I was listening to a lot of business podcasts. I was listening to Gary V. Um, there's a couple on my bookshelves, and uh, there there was an analogy that I that I heard. Not even an analogy, just a story where the guy was at a business um, mixer, and it was like, "Hey, how many people here?" Uh, raise your hands, are here to sell something. And everybody put their hands up. And he goes, okay, okay, put your hands down. He said, now how many of you are here to buy something? No hands went up, right? So you got to, you want to sell, you want to spin your story, you want to get the word out there, but you need to have receptive ears, right? So that's what I mean. And I, I'm happy to say that the people that listen to the 10A podcast literally run the gamut. They run the spectrum of law enforcement from just supporters to cadets to explorers, um, all the way up to trainees, to or to recruits, the trainees, to the to the new guys, the old guys, admin and beyond, the retirees and all that stuff. It's it's great. It really is. And I'm glad you guys are here. And that's why I said, James, you gotta be on my show. You gotta tell these people what you're about. You gotta tell them about impact. You gotta tell them about Project Refit. They're gonna wanna hear it. And not only that, but it's one thing to talk to a couple of people in Jersey or a few people here and there on you know social media on your own. But check this out, man. Check out my show. Went from me just sending this to some people at my own department and it's blossomed. It's really the growth that the page and the, and the, the meme page, I'm sorry, and the podcast I've had over the last several months has been insane. Uh, I've noticed that week to week, you know, the episodes haven't, They've been getting good listens, don't get me wrong. Um, pretty, pretty, we're holding water. But I've noticed that we're getting new listeners every single week. And they're going back and they're listening to the old stuff. And I absolutely love it. When I was in my band, this is story time with 10-8 real quick. When I was in my band, we made what I saw at the time. And I still hold to some level of regard good stuff, right? For what we had at the time, what the material was. But when you listen to that band, you know, their their studio albums when they got on the record label or where my buddy Henry's at now, which, by the way, he's at South by So What Festival. Uh, he's watching Walk a Flock of Flame, and uh, he's about to be on that stage, I think, tomorrow. It's just crazy. Anyway, you listen to their production now, you know, the production value is way off from basically demos we were making in his his uh, his bedroom to where they are now, you know, getting uh, produced by Ace Enders from the early November and whatever to, you know, where we were. So that being said, if you're new here and you want to go back and listen to the old episodes, I'm happy to say with a a decent level of pride, the quality of the episodes is not terrible. Is it your, I can listen to, I don't like listening to them because I don't like listening to myself talk, which is weird as the guy that's producing and editing these episodes, but whatever, I digress. They're good quality, different microphone. So that, that part's a little down, but I like to think that the content is still good and it's held up. It's held up, uh, over the past year and a half. So that being said, James is here to talk to you guys. And I am just the vessel for which he is going to, uh, relay his information. So I really hope you guys check it out. He's from South Jersey. We have a lot in common as far as like music. Um, he went to the same venues I went to. We probably crossed paths, but we just didn't know it. I was probably looking for the ginger or I wasn't looking for the ginger. How could I miss him? 
and that's how I missed them. So all that being said, guys, um, just kind of rambling a little bit now, so I, I hope you guys will forgive me. But we've got James Corbin. He's coming up. I think I said J- James Corbin. Not that guy. James Corbett. I may have mispronounced it this whole time, but that's okay. You guys are going to forgive me. <laughs> but no, he's a, he's a ginger from Jersey. Ginger from Jersey? Dude, why didn't we talk about... Why didn't we say that? Anyway, <laughs> he's going to tell you about his two programs. He's got Impact, Project Refit. It's awesome. So now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, without me saying stupid stuff for any longer, ladies and gentlemen, here is the gentleman, the scholar, the redhead, James Corbett. Alright, here we are. We are live. Well, we're live right now. We won't be when this comes out, but uh, I've got my buddy James here. He is uh, doing big things for the for the game of law enforcement. James, what's going on, man? What's up? Not much. Just excited to be here to talk to you and uh, talk about the visions and everything today. So Awesome. Yeah, James, as I mentioned on, the, on our open, he has uh, a couple different operations he's putting together, and, uh, and they're going to benefit those of us in law enforcement in a big way. But we're going to get to that. That's the whole purpose of the conversation. But first, first and foremost, James, go ahead, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, and, and we'll go from there. Cool. I'm actually going to, I'm going to take it to another level of openness uh, with who I am, because I know this is critical, especially when working with law enforcement, you guys absolutely always want to know who in the fuck, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Like who in the fuck am I talking to? Right? Like that is like the, the, the thing. So uh, I went, I I, I grew up in South Jersey. fucking pork roll i listened to that whole podcast by the way um it's it's pork roll not taylor hand that's the name of the company all right <laughs> moving past that all right all right uh, that's the last time we'll, we'll butt heads this entire conversation oh man oh no wait you're on the other side i didn't even recognize yeah that. man I, i'm north jersey man i'm team taylor Ham. it doesn't all mean you have to be a Oh, you know what? I'm not going to say that. All right. You're cool still, man. Right, After the conversation right. we just had, I know you're very cool, but all, all right, right, we're going to move on. Okay. <laughs> so um, I, I did grow up South Jersey. Uh, I, I went to Paul Six and Haddonfield, man. And uh, I baseball, wrestle, all that stuff growing up. Uh, always was in combat sports, actually also martial arts. I was also, uh, I went to a community college and then I went to Stockton, then I went to Columbia University. You know, I ended up finding my brain and everything like that. Honestly, I'm not even joking. When I was in college, uh, I recognized, holy shit, I think really well. I need to start using this brain more. And I really focused on that. So when I was at Columbia, I ended up recognizing, you know, a a lot of issues within our world because I was studying negotiation, conflict resolution on a mass scale. I was studying conflict on a mass scale. Uh, In particular, I was obsessed with intractable conflicts. Uh, So intractable conflict, what that means, essentially, 
uh, look at Palestine-Israel. That is an example of an intractable conflict, one that might never be solved. Uh, the other one that I really, that I began to look at myself was the one between law enforcement and communities here in the United States. And there's always going to be that swing, that stock market dip and that stock market rise, right? The same thing happens in societies with people. In relationships, it happens. It just happens all the time. It's a natural process uh, that we've just turned into numbers and, and mm -hmm. shit. So, uh, but anyway, you know, I focused really big on that because I really, I, I noticed that there was a problem and I wanted to help solve that problem and improve that relationship. However, when you dig deeper within law enforcement itself specifically, uh, and also mirrors in uh, military too, how are the people behind the badge, right? How are the people, you know, within the department, which I, I just recently kind of realized and learned, there's the city, there's the department, then there's the officers, the people, right? Mm -hmm. Then you start talking about, and there's genuinely a difference between all of those and it was hard for me to kind of understand at first, but now I'm like, oh, I get it. I understand now there's those policies, those things that are the CYA, all that kind of shit. And, you know, I, I, I began to really understand even more of the culture. So what I ended up doing is I came up with this full-fledged strategy, uh, basically to help out not only law enforcement officers, but also military and families uh, with Project Refit to see if I can help improve the communities within those uh, arenas, right, within your market, right, the law enforcement officers themselves and, the, and their families, and again, the veterans and the first responders that you, you guys think together in a very similar way. So we kind of wanted to bring it all together. Right. Cut through from the same Project cloth. Refit. What's that? I said we're like cut from the same cloth. Quite honestly, in, in terms of the way you think and the way you want to help community and protect, 100% that is correct. Um, I think there are some other stark differences between the two. I'll give you, actually, I'll just tell you what it is right now. There's one person that said one time was a veteran, a combat veteran. He, he broke it down perfectly. He's like, you know, I, I can tell you what the main difference is between me and a, and a cop. And I was like, what's that? And we had some officers on the call too. We do these radio check buddy check-ins. He's like, I, I used to kill people overseas. I can't even imagine what it's like if I had to take a civilian's life here in the United States. Right. And like have to be put in that scenario. Even mm -hmm. not every police officer does that. That wasn't me saying that what I am saying, however, that is a struggle that you do have to in the back of your mind, the back of your head, something you have to deal with. And that's hard. That's not easy to deal mm -hmm. with. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's your own people anyway. So that's, that's a, uh, something else that I've learned too, is like, you know, the thoughts of officers and how they think and, and veterans. And again, the family members that are helping them too. you know, we have three programs within project refit. Uh, we have a radio check buddy check-in program every Monday and Friday. Every Monday is live streamed and then every Friday is private. And then we have our mobile app that we're launching out. Uh, we're actually getting it revamped right now in the process, talking to a developer to revamp it because we had hundreds of downloads, got tons of feedback, and we're making it better. It's called Project Refit Blue Skies. So that's program number two. Uh, so the first program, again, radio check buddy check-in. Number two is the Blue Skies mobile application, Project Refit Blue Skies, named in honor of Command Sergeant Major Martin Gunny Barreras. And then uh, the third program, which is the biggest, probably the most important one, honestly, the flagship program, super innovative. Uh, it's called the Mobile Base. Basically, it's going to be like a VFW or American Legion on wheels uh, that will operate with, with different operations, have different operations. Uh, to give you an example, one, I'd like to partner with police departments like cities and, in, and the counties and have a, a mobile base, like a trailer dedicated, literally like a, it looks like a lounge, by the way, dedicated to showing up to police departments 
uh, and giving police departments and officers places to go to and things to do after work mm-hmm. to also bring their families to and interact with their families and kind of grow their network beyond just officers. Because I think that's a problem when you're literally just with officers all the time, you forget what the real world is also like outside of the shit world. Yeah. Cause there's a good, cause you guys deal with the shit all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. You're always in the shit and like you see the body down the street uh, like burned into the fucking house floorboards i don't have to see that shit right mm-hmm. i don't even know what's happening right now it could be happening you know what's going on i don't right right so like that's not that's not the whole like the wolves at bay kind of thing i know that's like a joke that's kind of like thrown <laughs> around a lot but like but genuinely there's something to that right like if we take a step back and we don't fucking joke about it there's a real there's reality to that right mm-hmm. so the the big thing that i'm doing with the mobile bases though is again i want to partner with those kind of individuals i also want to partner with hospitals so that we can create almost like a ronald mcdonald house on wheels let's say one of you guys goes into long-term care your family's visiting you like every week or every day or maybe one of your family members is like in there fucking 16 hours a day in the hospital with you. We're going to come by and we're going to set up in the parking lot, have a lounge out there, bring your family out to hang out in it, play some video games if they want, or even bring that person out. If an officer has cancer, if an officer has a broken leg and he's in there for a while, he's shot, whatever it may be, we want to show up for that family too and give them resources and give them just some time away to kind of relax, bring, you know, therapists with us and psychologists and such, if they need to talk to somebody. Um, and also we're working with, uh, the VA, we're working with other veteran programs about veterans and first responders, you know, the two, those are two, those are our two, uh, targets. So, um, that's what we're trying to do, man. Just rebuild community, uh, literally in the streets showing mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. now for impact. So impact plays a huge role in all of this. One, it's a for-profit project refits a nonprofit impact is a for-profit and uh, I'm building up basically a communication software for instant communication that's just for law enforcement and their community partners. That's it. Just for, just for law enforcement and our community partners. Share information through it instantly and quickly. Uh, and then we come in and we, we secure it. We make it more secure. Our company never sees what's happening in terms of communication. Like our, some of our competitors, and they're not even competitors, honestly, uh, because they're for businesses. Um, and we're not, we're for law enforcement agencies. Uh, and so impact is being built for that purpose. A great ex- use case example, however, for the relationship between law enforcement information sharing uh, is let's say that there's like a burglary going on, like catalytic converters, and it's a huge thing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. So if catalytic converters are, uh, you know, being stolen in your vicinity or within your county or state, and it's a big problem. You can create task forces inside of the application, aside from your own your own department. You can literally have people from different departments communicating with each other instantly about these things, mm-hmm. right? We're going to be putting an AI on top of it soon, where let's say a guy from, since I'm from New Jersey, a guy from North Jersey is talking about a perpetrator that sounds similar to a guy from South Jersey. You be, We're going to connect them instantly and be like, hey, you two need to talk to each other. You guys are talking about something similar. And we're going to instantly have that, that that connection with each other. Wow. So it's super powerful shit that we're building. And it's super secure. Uh, again, we're not Slack. We're not Wicker. We're not Discord. We're none of those things. We're similar in a way in how it functions. Mm-hmm. But right. Reality, More purpose, in, in functionality than in purpose. Right. Exactly. The purpose is similar in a way. Or functionality is similar, but the purpose is completely different. And the yeah. tools that we're building for it are completely different. Yeah. So... Yeah. Nice. So 
I mean, we, we've got a lot to talk about here. Um, I think yeah, we're going to start. Well, let's start with Impact and then we'll go to Project Refit because that's pretty on brand with a lot of the stuff I talk about. But I think Impact is, is very revolutionary the way you described it. And obviously you uh, you kind of let me take a peek into the app. Um, I think the joke a lot of times is like, you know, you, you run into Joe Citizen on the street and they're like, hey, do you know Johnny? He works for uh, such and such PD out in PA and uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't know him. <laughs> But through impact, it sounds like I, I may know Johnny. We may you be could, working on, yeah. We, you could actually be like, yo, Jack, I met your douchebag friend the other day. You don't know me, but here I am. Right. You know? I feel like all too often, right, we're trying to build these uh, communities within law enforcement. And uh, I can tell you flat out where I used to work, there were people within my county. I had no idea who they yes. were, what they did. Um, and we were working similar cases, probably with the same perpetrators, like you're saying, That's but right. I had no idea. So by the, you know, there was, we were talking about Slack before we press record. We, um, my unit that I was on, uh, we were kind of task forced with, uh, a neighboring agency, uh, literally the one right next to us. And we were working bicycle thefts and the same people that were stealing bicycles in my jurisdiction were doing it in theirs. And so we use, we use Slack. Now the problem with Slack was it, it, it did what it needed to do. It did what it needed to do. Right. But Mm -hmm. imagine if we already had the framework that you're talking about, you know, we already have this, this uh, infrastructure, so to speak of, of your, of your, of your impact. And, and now suddenly, you know, you have all this information already shared. So suddenly you can start talking to people about bicycle thefts in the area. Suddenly it's a, you know, multi-jurisdictional issue. And I, yep. I think that alone makes it very promising for the future. Dude, I'm, I'm talking about like it, the thing I told you something else that we're building. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it over a popular um, podcast, but um, I'm building tools that are going to help law enforcement agencies and, and secure communities in America, literally. Right. And you know what I'm talking about. And like, it's something that I will talk to people for sure offline, especially if I'm getting referred to them by a trusted person, I'll, I'll share that information with them. But we're like, we're talking true partners to justice kind of thing. I've been studying this. I've been building this and studying this market since 2015. Mm-hmm. And I am just now releasing it out. We just launched our product out. We signed up our first agency. These guys are like, dude, this is awesome. Like, like, why isn't this everywhere yet? I'm like, mm-hmm. because I just launched it. Man. Like it's, it's <laughs> so it's what, more... just to take a step back, what made you want to make something like project in, or, or uh, make you want to do impact? Yeah. yeah. So there's a, there's a problem. All right, all right, all right. What I'm about to say next, it is not at all uh, political. Okay. I'm not, I'm not making a political. I love all politics, you know, whatever. Um, I actually do love politics, not even joking. I love politics. I think it's very fucking important. We need fighters in that side too. But there is a, a, a mindset that is different from, I think, a liberal mindset and a conservative mindset. And I think both are important, by the way, I do. Um, but I, I lean in, in, into reality more of how violent people genuinely are and how people who are fighting that violence need to be studied more. (laughs) Um, and in fact, that word violence needs to be looked at. 
I think in modern day United States differently. So, and how we react to that word. So what I mean by that, I'm gonna explain it all now. Mm -hmm. Back in 2015, uh, I was at Columbia University. I was studying um, uh, genocides actually at the time. I was looking at genocide and genocide data. And uh, I was in, this guy's name is uh, Peter Coleman, super smart dude. Uh, and I mean, you can look him up because his TEDx talk or TED talk, everything. Very, very smart man. He's probably one of the top minds in terms of studying conflict in the world. Um, and I, and I was just grateful to be in this dude's presence, honestly. But, um, you know, something he was talking about at the time, there was something called, uh, um, p political correctness. Do you remember mm -hmm. that phrase? Oh yeah. Oh shit? yeah. Do you know, you know, it, it no longer is mentioned, right? It disappeared. Mm -hmm. It's not even mentioned anymore. You want to know why? It's now cancel culture. Yeah, it's gotten yeah. worse, mm -hmm. right? It's mm -hmm. wokeness. It's cancel culture. It's all these. It's it's removing things from shelves. It's removing people from places. Like what? Right. That's scary shit. So, uh, what I started to recognize in that thought process was, all right, man. Like I see, like obviously violence is spiking and such. If you look at a third world country, it turns into physical violence. And I started to think about violence in our country. It, it actually wouldn't boil. It might, I mean, it could boil to the point where there's like a fucking war that happens. Who knows? Anything is possible. Uh, and that's something, that's something else I genuinely believe anything is possible. And I hope it doesn't, by the way, that's not me saying, I hope it happens. Fucking a, it's the last thing I want. <laughs> right. Um, but if I look at violence now in a modern culture, like in the United States here, look at words. It's a, it's actually a war of words and thought, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if we're looking at it, there, there's like people, there's people who are genuinely getting silenced in genocide data. What's interesting is the spikes of like little violence that happen are actually when people begin to speak up and out against the government, dude, like what? So what happens when I have a differing opinion from you, I'm going to get my opinion squashed. That's going to piss me off. You're canceling me. You're telling me I'm wrong. You're telling me I'm something I don't actually believe, right? It's manipulative. It's super manipulative. So, um, and wrong. <laughs> so mm -hmm. if, if we're not allowing people to speak, you're just going to create issues. So look at a, a culture right now where I feel like we've attacked, and this is going back to the point of the question, we've attacked law enforcement so much for so long. And at the same time, held them up on this pedestal too at the same time, because in 2001, uh, you were heroes, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And then in 2008, 2009, when society started to go a little crazy, we started to see some riots happen and people were getting pissed off at law enforcement a little bit, but it got squashed because you were heroes. But now that set it up for a future. This is where my brain started to think. I was like, dude, wait a second. That's a terrible thing that there, there wasn't a lot of change that happened in law enforcement at that time. And it was a great opportunity for it to happen, but it didn't because no, you, you're a hero. You're taking care of us. You're, you're not, a, you're, you're above human beings. Like you're, you're hero. And I'm like, no, bad, 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 bad. And my head kept on yelling bad because I see law enforcement officers. I'm friends with tons of them, dude. I, I, it's a privilege to be hanging out with you guys, of course. And at the same time, it, it, when I say privilege, by the way, I just think it's cool that I, like you guys share a lot of shit with me. It's also mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I trust I, you trust me. I know a lot of guys that trust me. I'm not going to spill their stories. I'm not going to fucking, you know what I mean? They just want somebody to talk to, you know what I mean? So it is a privilege in that way. And that's what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. I'm trusting. So 
Back to the point, though, that set it up for the future. So back in 2015, I'm studying, looking at all this like patterns of data. I'm like, so in my head, in like 2019, 2020 and beyond, we're going to see some major fucking problems between law enforcement and citizens. Major fucking problems. And that's exactly what happened. So that's why I've been studying and building this product since 2015, because I also, as I was talking to law enforcement agencies, literally in this boots on ground, knocking on doors, saying hi to cops, embarrassing the fuck out of myself. <laughs> There's actually great. I'll tell you a great story about how I embarrassed the shit out of myself one time, but it was cool too. Cause I learned some shit from it. Um, and if, if they ever hear this, I'll be like, Oh, that was, that was me. That was uh, hi. You know, it was actually state troopers down at the rock and I'll, I'll, or uh, the pebble it's called. It's a small fusion center for South Jersey. But anyway, so I, I looked at the data. I started talking to law enforcement agencies and I noticed there was a problem with communication big problems with communication between law enforcement agencies that's making it harder and more stressful for cops. I mean, like super stressful. The The communication alone in law enforcement is so slow and so painstaking. Mm-hmm. Nobody's been able to like break through and build something a little bit better and more streamlined. So right. I was like, I'll do it. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the long story for how that happened. Yeah. We, I mean, I've worked in, in, in the agencies I've worked with, we've had different programs and different applications for um, it's trying to share information, but it never works the way it's supposed to. Like we had never. in my last agency, our CAD system and our record management system was all integrated. The entire County, it was integrated. It was all the same. Yep. It should have not been this difficult to share information, but it was. There was a yep. separate application that they integrated our our RMS and our CAD into it, right? And the idea was, let's say I I'm I'm out with you, right? I, I do a contact with you, I put your information into the computer. What it was supposed to do was show up every single time this person has been in contact by who and all that thing. It was no, it was not user friendly. It was not uh, dumbed down. It was just, you know, it, basically you got lost trying to find the information you wanted. It was, it was very frustrating. Now in yeah. my current agency, our record management system is just in-house. It has, it goes nowhere else, but in-house. It is not connected to the county or neighboring yep. agencies. Well, that's a big problem because like we yep. said, there's, the 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 criminals that are in our city well they're not from our city actually they're from other agencies so i'm sure they're they're victimizing uh other agencies as well other jurisdictions so wouldn't it be great if our detectives or whoever's managing this information goes hey we've had this 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 this." and yes there is a decent enough intel sharing system but it's not easy enough for the rookie or anybody on at you know, two o'clock in the morning, if they're out with somebody to go, hold on a second. And, and, you know, they type it up, they have to go find the email. They have to go find the PDF and it's a pain Mm. in the ass at that point. But like you said, and like I saw, why not just grab an app on your phone that you already have and be like, hold on a second. And boom, it's, it's it's up in a, in a second. And you know what else is great too? This is what admin's going to love. Like the, the chiefs and all that stuff. They have a department that they can like just like send their shit to like instead of sending emails to everybody and everything like that go on your desktop it's right there too it's on desktop also they have to send it to one channel one time and it's done yeah so i mean like it's literally we built something that's taking modern approaches 
Uh, and then when I tell you 10x in the technology in terms of helping law enforcement, we're 10x in the technology. Mm-hmm. The design is simple. You you see it. You literally yeah, you can yeah. vouch for it right now. Like it's super simple, easy. Like it's yeah. done. Just for everyone, um, just to kind of get the idea, you know. And I've I've only had it for 30 seconds. Was for everybody familiar with Discord? It literally it looks like a Discord uh, server where you know you've got your kind of like your chat room head. I'm sounding so fucking old right now. (laughs) You got like your chat room set up and then you can kind of break it down into what you need. So those are the departments that James talking about. And then each individual department, you have different channels. So let's say, you know, we've got a narcotics problem. Then we'll do a narcotics channel. If we have a stolen vehicle ring, then we'll do that. And it, I mean, it's, it's clear as day. There's no video here. I was about to show it up to the, to the camera, but it's, I mean, it's so simple here, guys. Um, you know what we'll do, James? We can, um, if you're cool with it, get like screenshots and I'll attach it to the to the episode when I post it. Would love to. I'll definitely this do that is, for you. When you showed when I because I've I think I've seen like a little bit of Discord. I don't have a Discord, but the moment I opened it up and I saw this, I'm like, that's that's Discord. You know what I mean? Like it's super yes, simple. Exactly. And, and I, you know, I I have enough social media on my phone, so I don't have that. But that's the only reason why I know plenty of people that do have it. So yes. when they see that, they're going to go, oh, I know how to use this. Oh, I know how to use this. Exactly. exactly. You think about, you were talking about the um, kind of how communication has changed, right? Like back in the day, it was, it was facts. Well, back in the way back, it was, it was letters and all that. Then it was faxes. <laughs> then it was emails. Now, it, then it was text messages. Now you've got discord. You know what I mean? Like it's. Can I it, tell you a nightmare? I'm going to tell you a nightmare right now, dude. This gave me so much. I didn't know I had anxiety until <laughs> I met this cop that was telling me how, all right, this is the story. I was talking to talking to my boy. He's a, he's a detective from North Jersey and he was, he was uh, giving me some like information or whatever. And I was telling him about my vision for the product and she was like, what kind of problems do you see? And he was like, bro, the other fucking day I had to get into my goddamn cruiser drive an hour to another department to hand a fucking piece of paper to somebody because they weren't answering my emails. They weren't answering my texts. They weren't answering my calls. Nothing. Mm. I I was like, Oh my God, what? He's like, yeah, dude. I was like, so you're basically a cowboy on a fucking horse riding to the next town over going back to to the Pony Express. Dude, what? Are you kidding me? (laughs) So uh, I literally, my entire head, my entire body started to twitch, dude. I was like, "Eh." you know, let me tell (laughs) you, and and this is, this is, this is a hundred percent true. I may have to edit this part out. My agency right now, (laughs) everything, like all of our memos have to be done by printing it out, signing it ourselves. And you have to hand it to wherever it needs to go in a world, in a world where Adobe PDFs, you can sign on the computer. No, we're still printing everything out and they have to be signed. It's, have they heard a docu sign before? Yeah, yeah, no, apparently oh. not. It's crazy, right. and and you think about all the cruisers have the little signature tablets on it, so you can literally sign your own thing. It doesn't even have to be, you know, the uh, automated Computer. thing that comes up on Adobe. It's crazy. Yep. So the fact that that is crazy. It is. It is. Uh, but the fact that impact exists, I think it's really going to revolutionize. But it's also not reinventing the wheel either, and I think that's the right. most important part is that listen yes it's not that what we're doing is broken it's what we're doing is just not as efficient as it used to be so why not why not up the game a little bit if we are adding stress yeah we are so interconnected 
right? We always have been, but now we're really able to see it. Why not make it at your fingertips? I think this is an amazing idea. And uh, another thing I wrote down when you were when you were saying about like 2008 and and beyond, when when uh, political correctness kind of went by the wayside, and then we had cancel culture and and all that. Uh, it reminded me of George Carlin's one of my favorite comedians. He is my favorite comedian, but he's also one of my favorite Love thinkers. George Carlin. Um, and he had a he had a bit where he's saying that um, when you can control the words people say then you control the thoughts they have. And uh, it, it, that's exactly what happens with cancel culture. That's what's been happening uh, with, with this whole cancel society. It's, it's, it's mind control. Yes. A hundred percent. And what's wonderful about the United States of America, genuinely what's wonderful about us is I, 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 I hope in, in, in the bottom of my heart and my soul, I genuinely believe that this experiment that we're putting through for a society where we don't have to fight a civil war that is physical. We are having an actual intellectual war right now. Mm -hmm. And people are also beginning to get rational because I think something that's a very much a disdain to humans is that we always say like, Oh, that per people are dumb. No, we're not. I'm a person. You are a person. The person saying that about people is a person. And you, when someone else says it, are included in that you are dumb mm -hmm. or I am dumb. I am certainly not dumb. Am I smarter than somebody in many? No, like, fuck no. Like, I know I'm not better or anything. Trust me. I know I'm not better than anybody. We could go on that fucking rant for a <laughs> long time, bro. Right. I had to have that awakening. At one point in my life, I was kind of a shithead. I, I, you know, but I, life fucking punched me and I'm grateful for it. Like this whole journey has taught me so much. Like I was entitled. I was a fucking dickhead. I was a young kid. You know what I mean? Like all those things, dude, I, I recognize and I've grown through, but it's because I'm rational. Mm -hmm. You're rational. Mm -hmm. So in the United States, I think people are beginning to wake up to how fucking crazy a lot of this shit is that we're saying and doing. And it's really beginning to come to butt heads in a very positive way. Yeah. Trust me that, that I like, thought, we're dark times, they're com we're coming out of it. Yep. I thought several years ago, probably like 2008 around then, I thought we were on the, on the brink of like the second great awakening, right? I thought we were really about to like dial it in and like everyone was going to figure things out. And obviously that, that was kind of, um, facilitated by Barack Obama. I mean, everybody was behind the dude and everyone had this, I mean, I was, I was 18, so I didn't really know a lot. So I don't know what, you know, the crusty old Republicans were thinking, but everybody in like around me that everyone was hopeful. Everyone was very optimistic about what was going to happen. Right. So I was like, Oh man, America and the world finally got it. We're going to, we're going to get our shit together. This is going to be an amazing time to be alive. Here we are. What? 14 years later, it's not that great. Things are, things are kind of shitty right now, but what what's that saying? Like hard times make good men. Right. And that's what's coming. I think we're, everyone is starting to wake the fuck up, pull their heads out of their asses and go, okay, this is, we can't keep going the way things are going. You know, who's waking up. I think men, I think men are waking up. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely do dude. Because like, I think there's more men that are stepping up to the plate to protect their families, mm -hmm. to protect their children. I'm talking real men, right? Like ones that 
don't want their kids to be influenced by like, I mean, some shit things, right? Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not trying to be super political and it's, this isn't even political. The things that we're talking about right now, right, it's not right. even political, bro. Like don't talk to my kids about things that I don't want you to talk to them about. You right, know what I'm right. saying? That's, that. I, don't to, yeah. I don't even have to say it. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I do. Really? I, I have, I have the best governor in the country. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yes. Right. You're that's right. that's right. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's crazy, but you're right. I think people are really, and, and you're right. The, just the, we really went, I'm trying to, trying to avoid a, a super political conversation, but we kind of, as a society okay. went from what is normal to mm. what is not normal. We went way off the beaten path. Now mm-hmm. that being said, I have absolutely no issue with, I I'm like you, I am currently registered, no party affiliation. Uh, I, I am actually agnostic in my religious beliefs. Like I'm just super middle of the road and I am open to a discussion and debate about a lot of things. Same. And you know, like, but not I have, I have yeah, well, yeah, no, that's a different story. That's Just a different saying. story. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, as far as political debates, though, you know, you show me facts on either side of the aisle and you could sway me. I'm going to go with the yes. best argument, not because you're a Republican, because you're a Democrat. I have in my short voting history, I love have that. voted. Yeah, I voted Republican, Democratic, Libertarian. I think I voted Green once. Like, I, I am open to good discussion on my bookshelf here. I have left-wing books. I have right-wing books. I have everything in between. Right. So I I think in, in life, in society, we've, we've veered off and we're kind of in this weird, we're in a weird situation, but I think you're right. I think we're really starting to pull everything. Everybody is tired of that. This experiment's over. So we're grabbing life by the, you know, we're grabbing the wheel of life and we're pushing it back to the mainstream uh, because Things have gotten a little hinky over the past 12 or so years, I think. I think the new mainstream, in my view, the new mainstream is actually going to become people like you, right? It already is. People mm-hmm. like you, people like me, who we're out there, we're getting our voices heard. We're building programs or companies that genuinely want to just make a change for the better mm-hmm. and for good and to allow people their right, especially in America, their right to freedom. And I think... Another thing that needs to be talked about in a very deep level, the definition of freedom. And I have learned for sure, and I am I, you cannot change my mind about this. It's a very simple way to think about freedom. It is responsibility. That's it. Freedom is responsibility. Responsibility is freedom. That's it. Because mm-hmm. you are responsible for your decisions, your shitty decisions that you made in your life, or your good decisions that you made in your life. The ones where you lean on your family for a while, or you don't, and you just go off on your own, or the ones where you try drugs for a while and fuck yourself up, but you get back on the track, right? Where you right, go and do right. things. If you want to get people to become true Americans, it's those who want to be responsible for their families and for themselves not have to have handouts. Because as soon as handouts happen on a mass way, I think they're okay for some time, as long as it has teeth. If you have a handout, you have to give it teeth. What I mean by that is if I'm giving you money, I did this with a veteran. I made one, I made a mistake one time. I gave it, I helped the veteran out. I gave him some money, but I gave him a stipulation. I said, if I'm giving you money, I'm going to hook you up with somebody to teach you how to handle money so you don't have to come back to me again, Mm -hmm. right? 
I don't want you to keep on fucking get. So I messed up and gave him the money first. I didn't give him the, I didn't get him to take the courses first. He's not going to do it now. I failed that guy. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact I failed him and it pisses me off in my heart of hearts. I'm still going to work on him and try to get him to go and like whatever, but who knows? Um, if you're listening to this, bro, you know, I'm talking about you get it the fuck done. I help you out. <laughs> now go fill your side anyway. Um, but like, and that's for the better. That's for, that's good. You need to hear that. People right. need to hear that. Yeah. So I, I think you're uh, right. I think we, we've lost accountability. In, accountability in is a great word for the teeth. That's yes. the teeth to responsibility yeah. is accountability, right? Yeah, 100%. absolutely. And I think that's where society great, kind of fell great. by the wayside, right? Because yeah. as the police became the bad guy, accountability went away and, yep. you know, and, and we're still dealing with it right now. Uh, You're gonna you deal know, with that shit for the rest of policing. And it's society. gonna be it's gonna be crazy <laughs> to see. I think we're starting to um, like the defund movement's kind of dead for the most part, uh, and, and people are waking up to that point, right? But mm. at the same time, uh, in in legislature and things like that, we're st we're losing those teeth. We're losing that accountability because. Think about New Jersey, right? Like you guys, the cops up there, they can't chase cars anymore, which to me, I'm just like, oh, wow, you guys got to chase cars. Because in my six, seven year career, I never got to chase a car for anything more than like a felony, you know, a forcible felony. So there's still, there's still work to be done. We are not out of the woods. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done, but we kind of went into the woods. <laughs> but things like impact is going to make law enforcement and, and, you know, giving those the teeth back to to those who who need them. Check check this out. This is actually where it gets really interesting. All right, so we're going to talk about teeth now with an impact for communities. This is where the idea, when I tell you, takes it to the next level. Aside from the the AI that we're putting into it that I talked about briefly, the community user type. So our product is CJS compliant, FedRAMP compliant, all this shit. Every compliance you can think of under the sun, we're compliant, right? So. Um, we're going to be developing, however, a community user type that when you invite this community user type into our platform, they will see nothing else other than those rooms. That one that I created for you where it says 10-8 mm -hmm. demo, that could be a strike force team that you develop with another agency or partner agencies or whatever. And you have a room that you can talk about shit or task force, not strike force, task force, right? Now you're going to be able to invite into a room Let's say it's a project, let's say it's a, a VSO, Veteran Service Organization Room, right? And that VSO room, if you as a police officer is out on the street, uh, meet a veteran, you can be like, hey man, like, what's going on? He shows he's a veteran, he's got his ID, he's got a DD-214, all this shit. You can then message the VSO channel on the fucking spot. And you can literally say to people like me, Project Refit, hey, I have a veteran here. Here's a picture of him. Here's his information. This is his location. Now, can somebody come help him out? I'm actually, I have to go, but this is where he is. Can you mm -hmm. got, can you come mm -hmm. talk to him? It's not a problem. He's not doing anything wrong. It's just a cop doing his job, the job that they signed up for. They, I know every single cop signs up and actually tons of memes are made about it where the guy comes in all like SpongeBob happy and shit. And he's like, got the fucking rainbow of like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to change the community and everything. Yep. I fucking love that. And then, and then the next guy over is like the dude at the, those big fish at the SpongeBob when they're out front of the, uh, I forget the name of the place, but it was like the salty bottom or rock yeah, bottom. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all big as shit and they're all angry, you know, like, but 
but there's reality to that joke, right? Every mm-hmm. joke has kind of a truth in it. So like what I'm trying to do is support the officer who wants to do the rainbow shit. Like I'm going to improve my community. And all of you are those officers. I would say yeah. 98% of you are those officers. If I'm being more honest, 98% of you are those officers. Yeah. Right? So I think what happens is I, I think that's you're absolutely power, right. By the way, that's power right there. Hang on. Let me actually finish this thought real quick. So uh-huh, yeah, yeah. If you're the community. So this is good. Hang on, this is good for the, for the brain. Right. So it actually goes deeper because now if you're a cop and you're on the street, like you just help that veteran. Guess who can respond to you to tell you that, hey, I was able to get this veteran to X, Y, I can. If I'm with Project Refit or some other nonprofit, I can say back to that cop, hey, man, this is a picture of him doing well. Here's what I was able to do for that veteran because of you. Now that cop's like, fuck yeah. Ooh, I'm getting yoked with happiness. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to just operate off caffeine and hate all the time. Like, there's a little bit of love in there too. Right, right. It's it's so (laughs) positive feedback loop. It is. It's just so hard. You know, I think that under... Or behind every no, yeah, no, I I got you right here. Uh, No, I think that behind every disgruntled, salty cop, right, is that twenty-two, twenty-five-year-old rookie that was super excited to do this job and signed up for a reason, right? But amen. I've talked to him, dude. Yeah, but the problem is, I think you just get so disgruntled with every all the all the amount of bullshit. So when we get when we get a win. We hold on to that shit for dear life because there's so the rest far- of your life. Yeah. So when you get something like that, right? Like there was um there were some people I worked with. They were on the street and uh they were they were a problem, man. They were, you know, they were moving dope, they were ODing, they were breaking into stuff, you know. I uh yeah. I got a few of them off the street, at least for a minute, you know, at least while I was working for them. Um right. or working with them. And, you know, yeah, it did, it, it, it was incarceration. I arrested them and I put a good case together and my thought was, well, they're off the street, right? They are, if they, what happened? So I've talked about this one female that I arrested a couple of times, but she OD'd, she was on pretrial for a case that I put on her and I put her back to custody and I was like, listen, if you don't get your shit together, you're going to die, right? You OD'd, you saved your yeah. life, uh, you're going to die. So we, you know, I did I did up to what I could. And I, I went a little further. Yeah. I, hit the, I hit the court up and I said, hey, let's get her, whatever. That lasted for about a year. She's back on the street, whatever. But I did, for a minute, I had a win. For a year, I had a win. You know what I mean? So if we yeah, can do man. something like you're talking about, and this is going to be a great segue into Project Refit, is yes. you know if we can actually get people who need help who act legitimately want the help and people such as yourself can help kind of put the hands together right the cops one hand and then the helps the other hand if we have you to yes. put them together it it could be a very magical thing and i think it'll give cops um that that rekindle that sense of purpose that sometimes goes out over time 25 years is a long time to maintain that fire the whole time. You know what I mean? Let me tell you what, no shit. (laughs) I think it's hard for anyone, for any job, any job, career, anything, but now let's add on top of it. Okay. Let's add on top of it. The fact, let's go back to the burning bodies and fucking ground and shit. Right. So now this actually, you're right. Great segue into project refit. 
from what I've learned from police officers is every single cop, every day, they're, you know what? You're on the job every single day. Here's another difference between cops and veterans. I'll give you another great difference. The cop puts their shit on every day. They live in their community They or, or in a community in the United States near their community. They're fucking working in it and living in it. So they're seeing it all the time. Some of the yeah. people that they fucking, you know, have arrested before, you know, they're, you know, what I had a guy that told me a story about one time he was fucking, uh, it was a gang that, or no, it was a, it was a biker guy that fucking he arrested years ago, got out of jail, came after him, saw him at like a seven 11. He got in a fucking fist fight with the guy mm. right there. Are you kidding right. me? That right. dude had a chip on his shoulder for the rest of his life. That cop bro. Cause now he's looking around. He is like, okay, where am I going to get shot from now? Where am I going to mm -hmm. get jumped from? Where am I going to get stabbed yeah, from? Yeah, that's real. All of the fucking time. So the veteran, he deploys. And by the way, this isn't diminishing at all what veterans go through or what cops go through. I hope nobody takes it this way. It's just a difference. Mm -hmm. I want to make that really fucking mm -hmm. clear. Anyway, so a veteran, they deploy, right? They deploy into a, another country. They go fucking do their job, what they got to do, whether they're uh, a, whether they're a combat vet, an infantryman, a grunt, special forces, or if they're behind the computer, they're on base, whatever it may, wherever they are, whatever of the thousands of jobs that they're in the military, you're either deploying or not, doesn't matter. You're working on something that's overseas, overseas. Mm -hmm. The people aren't necessarily going to come back here and find you here. I've, I've actually only heard of one case where that kind of happened. Uh, and that is the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life, by the way. I'll, I can I can tell that story. Uh, I won't tell you who it is, where the guy's located, none of this shit, but it's a wild story. But um, so anyway, so that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen for vets, dude. That just doesn't. Mm -hmm. Cops live in that shit all the time. They're always looking over their shoulders. They're always looking out for who, who they have to protect, everything like that, all the time. Right. So you might see... Your job might be boring. I'm doing air quotes, by the way, for everybody listening. I'm doing air quotes. Boring 99% of the time. But that 1% of the time of your job that you're seeing shit, it's going to affect you for the rest of your fucking life, dude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, of course you're going to be sitting in and you're going to be thinking and stewing on that stuff. You know what I mean? Sure. And like, it just, it is the job. So that's the difference. One person deploys over, another person's living in it every single day. And the effects even though one's over time and the other one's kind of like in your face, the in your face one's the veteran one. And then the over time one is the police officer one. Sure. The effects are very similar. It is. And it's something that I've kind of talked about a little bit is like, you know, cumulative stress is just as in, in um, important and impactful as the, the post-traumatic stress, you know, and, and not to say that cops can have post-traumatic stress either, but it's, yep. um, it's different. Like, yes, you can have an, an instant, situation as a cop on the street um or you couldn't right there there's a there's a good chance that you won't deal with a uh single uh traumatic event of that nature but you will deal with cumulatively enough the exact same way so you're absolutely right and i i feel like nowadays when we're talking about society and mm. the way the world's going it's happening all too often all too familiar to a lot of people to a lot of police officers, and especially in certain cities, yeah, right? Like yeah. Mem uh, Memphis, I think is one of the one of the really bad ones right now. Uh, mm -hmm. Fucking Chicago, right? Um, 
uh, New York. I mean, come on, man. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's getting to the point. All of Southern California. Yeah, no, you're right. It basically, if it's a, if it's a big city, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Or think about if you're, if you're in a city really? that has a sports team, uh, you're probably, you're probably a, uh, not doing so good if you're a cop. That's kind you're of having a rough out. time, dude. Having a rough time. So Project Refit. Um, yes. I think it's so important um, to have this ability to normalize life away from the job. Yeah. In a in a bunch of different ways. I feel like there <laughs> yes. needs to be a and I said this in an episode uh, one that I'm releasing this this week in real time, but a few weeks ago in podcast time um, where when you're talking about ways to de-stress, right. From work, you, we always tell people, Hey, go try yoga, go try the gym, go, go pick up a hobby. All of those things are great. I'm a big proponent of all those things. Okay. Sure. But you need a healthy place to unload the job stress. Because if you don't, let's just say I'm, I'm getting all this job stress in and all I'm going to do is, you know, I'm going, I'm starting to work out more. I'm hitting up BJJ. I'm whatever. Cool. But I still got all that work and job stress and I don't have a safe place to put it, you know? And I feel like what we've talked about and, and what we'll talk about with Project Refit is it's a safe place and a healthy place to get it out. A lot of people, when, when you say, hey, let's go, you know maybe you should go talk to somebody. They, they stop. Like that's, that's a major, no, I'm not ready for that. But if you yeah. can, if you can soften it, you're like, man, you don't have to jump into the deep end, but you can, you can walk through the kitty section, you know, and, and talk to a buddy, talk to someone who can be your buddy. I think that's a good start. Mm. I, so, um, one thing, two things, it's safe, safe space. Um, and soften those two things that were just stated project refit the way we work. If you remember what I said earlier, Hey bro, you know who you are. If you're listening to this, go do your end, go do your fucking job that you said you would do and fulfill it. Right. Mm -hmm. Remember that mm -hmm. that's real honest truth, right? He's got to do that. Right. We don't soften shit. What we mm -hmm. do is we care. I have tons of empathy. Dan has tons of empathy. We really do give a shit. We care. I drove, down to Louisiana last year to go rebuild a roof for a cop down in Louisiana and her mentally challenged brother, right? Because they needed the fucking help and nobody was stepping up. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go down there and do it myself. And then I was able to get some volunteers that came with me, right? So like, but the thing is, we did that shit. Who the fuck else is going to be that aggressive? You have to be aggressive sometimes. You have to lay the truth out there. You have to be honest about it. The way we're honest about it, I'll give you an example. I was talking to a police officer, specifically a police officer a few weeks ago. And we were joking around and shit. And in the middle of the joking, I stopped and I was like, hey, man, by the way, you are kind of fucked up. You recognize that, right? And he was like, uh, what? And I was like, look, I'm saying this with love, dude. You're kind of fucked up. Like, I need you to know that. And it's okay if you want to talk. If you ever want to talk sometime, you want to get shit off your chest, let me know. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm ready to listen, dude. But you got to recognize the shit that you're going through. It's not normal. And it, and, and well, it is normal, but it's difficult genuinely difficult and it's normal to process it and it, it, it have difficulty processing it. It's okay. Like just want you to know that I'm available and then we can work on it from there. That isn't soft. Right. I'm being very, right. very yeah. direct. And I know, I know what you're saying by the way, before anything comes out like, Oh, well this is how I meant. 
trust me, I know what you're saying. I just want people to know when you come to refit, we're genuinely going to like, we don't shy away from you are fucked up. You need help. Or just saying like, dude, you're doing a great job. Like good shit. What resources right. do you need? What kind of community do you need? Like we're here to help you. Yeah. But we're also here to tell you the truth. Right. And I, I think that's important because the one thing we don't yeah. need is to be coddled. That's not what we need. Like, Hey man, Absolutely hey. not like <laughs> here's the thing. And I talked to a buddy, uh, a guy mm. on the show a few weeks ago from NYPD. And that was one of the things, right? Like cops, cop on cop, right? If you are in the station with somebody, they shy away from having those difficult conversations, right? They're not going to say, yep. Hey man, why are you, why are you going out with a chick? That's not your wife. Hey, why are you drinking so much? So we need that someone out. that'll ball up and go, Hey, cut the shit out. Like what the fuck are you yes. doing? And also yep. you're being self-destructive. What the fuck is that about? Why are you struggling right now? Exactly. Do you want to talk about it? Exactly. Is it a childhood trauma? Is it a fucking like, what's going on, bro? I want to care about you. Let's, let's prevent any bullshit from happening. So the safe space thing, I want to talk about that too, real fast. The mm -hmm. mobile base, here's what we're trying to do with it. No alcohol will ever be sold or distributed by Project Refit in any fashion ever. Here's what we're doing though. We're building these lounges, these mobile lounges to build like a VFW-like experience on wheels, include law enforcement into it and include firefighters too. EMTs as well, their families and veterans and military members, because you need to reconnect the communities together. Because when people, they need a place to go to hang out with each other, to have fun, go to some, go to a game. We're going to go to Trenton Thunder, for instance. We're creating a partnership with Trenton Thunder right now to set up our mobile base out front of Trenton Thunder Stadium mm -hmm. in Trenton, New Jersey. And we're going to buy tickets for military members, have tickets for uh, first responders that we're going to distribute. Bring your families out. Come have a good time. Right. Come be a part of the freaking community, man. Like let's grow something different together. Right. Sure. And then you we're going to have the resources on the base to make it fucking normal. Like, dude, oh, you were just holding a dead baby in your arms. That's something that comes up all the time when I talk to cops, dude. The, the, the seeing a dead baby is the thing that fucks so many guys up mm -hmm. rightfully. So my God, it's a child, right? Like it's sad, man. And like, that's when you start to see guys who are like, uh, uh, my life is, is fickle. Who gives a shit? I'm just going to go be with whatever chick I want to be with and be with what, you know what I mean? Or guy I want to be with. And, and like, you just start to self-destruct because I only live one life and I'm not going to live that long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are. There's a, there's a, actually a higher percentage chance you're going to continue living. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Don't destroy yourself now. Right. Yeah. Let's get your shit on track and let's figure out how to make you a better man, a better woman, a better husband, a better, a better wife. You know, like, let's figure this shit out together. Let's get back to the morals of things again, you know? So, yeah, it's so easy. You know, I, I use the, uh, I use the analogy of a pool and, uh, if you're standing out on the deck, right, that's, that's when you're okay. You know, things are good. You're out of the water. Everything's okay. But it takes something like, like a, a death of a child. It takes, you know, a traumatic scene to push you mm. into that water then yep. how are you going to react when you get in there? Right. Are you going to flounder? Are you going to like splash away before you sink to the ground? Are you going to tread water? Mm -hmm. or are you going to find the ladder? And um, luckily there are people and there are places like you, like refit that they throw a floaty out at you and say, Hey man, the, the steps are over here. You know what I mean? And yep. it's so important to have these resources and these abilities. The fact that, 
you're going to have these safe spaces and you're not. I hate have... that word. But no, so no, true. no, no. I thought I literally <laughs> I thought that, too. I was like, ah, oh, that's such a yeah, kind dude, of cringy title. But... Yeah, because because it's, it's because like, it's stigmatized, uh, right? Goon it's... space. It's yeah. your goon space. There you go. There you go. That's that's tough. Um, <laughs> the fact that it exists, though. Right. Um, yes. And the fact that there's no alcohol. That's tremendous. Right. Because I was talking. Here's the thing. Right. I, I've I've been through a lot of stuff in the past, probably nine months right now um we really get our thoughts out like when i'm when i go back home and i and i meet up with my buddies we go to the bar right and it's good right it's good for like there's nothing wrong with that but right right hold on i'm gonna gonna, here comes the big butt so it's good when we get to that two hour window where we're like a little buzzed and we can talk feelings that's good then we overdo it and then it becomes more problems right there's more problems one way or another and that's the issue and yes. whereas I'm okay at that buzz and I know when to stop, there's so many guys, especially, and, and guys, Same. that's, that's no. a unisex term. I say that all the time, but that's a unisex term where, Same. <laughs> right. I think, I think it's a Jersey thing. I um, think it is a Jersey thing actually. Um, but there's so many people that they're dealing with the traumatic event that happened at work. But like you said, it could be something that goes back to their childhood or whatever. So they just keep pouring on the drinks. And before you know it, they're in an issue, whether they're going to get into a fight, they're going to get behind the wheel of their car, something like that. Yep. Not good. Right. But meanwhile, yep. you have this, this spot set up to hang out, relax, get that sense of community, go to a baseball game. Hey, if you're at a baseball game as a community, great. Yeah. You can, you can go down to the, to the beer guy, get you a drink. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that in a healthy way. But Correct. it's the healthy way, right? And the fact that you're promoting that is just amazing. Yeah, dude. I mean, imagine this, right? So here, here's here's where you can go down the rabbit hole of imagination real quick. So uh one of the visions that I that I have for this where I know I'm like, oh man, we're fucking we're making it, we're doing it. I can't wait for this scenario. I love music. We were talking about this beforehand. Mm-hmm. I love okay, I love country and metal. Those are the two top genres that I, I know they're completely like fucking different, <laughs> but, but those two genres, they are me, bro. I am metal as fuck, but I'm also super country, right? I love, mm-hmm. I love family shit. I love my country. I love red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. I love all that shit, dude. Like I bleed that, but I'm also kind of fucking hardcore. I'm kind of goddamn direct. I'm a little aggressive sometimes for a lot of people, <laughs> whatever, yeah. but like, it's yeah. like, it, that's me. So I can't wait to be at a concert, a metal concert or a country concert. And I'm going to be there with me and the group and the crew. Right. And I'm talking about some of the therapists that'll be there. You won't even know who a therapist is because they're just regular fucking people. And we're all just hanging out and shit. And you won't know who the psychologist is, just regular ass people who are there who are volunteering. won't say who the volunteers are. And then there's going to be a guy. It's going to be a cop or a veteran. They're going to go into the concert. They're going to get fucking triggered. We're going to be just chilling out in the parking lot or just whatever. And they're going to come out and they're going to be like, yo, I need to talk. Like, you guys cool with that? And I'm like, fuck yeah, bro. Get in here. Mm -hmm. Get Mm -hmm. in here and let's go. Mm -hmm. Or it's going to be beforehand. Or it's going to even be before the freaking concert begins. And we go, we're sitting in the base, we're all chilling, hanging out. And if people bring drinks, whatever, having some drinks with people, throwing cornhole, you know what I mean? Or as Dan says, Bago, one of the co-founders of Project Refit. Yeah, I was like, Who? what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> Bago, what is that shit? He's like, it's a bag and it's a hole and it's an O. 
you throw in the bag into the O. I was like, no, bro. <laughs> That's it's corn, corn inside of a bag, and you're throwing to a hole. It's cornhole. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so we had that thing going on for a little bit. I love Dan, by the way. Dan's like literally one of my best friends. He's a combat vet. He's a fucking man. Anyway, he's also one of the funniest dudes genuinely you'll ever meet in your life. Hands down, fucking amazingly funny. Anyway, um, so playing cornhole, chilling, whatever. And then a guy's just like, yo, man, like work was kind of shitty this week. Or, hey, man, like work at work. I, I thought of this thing from a couple... And just talk about it, dude. Like, hey, go ahead, man. Talk. Shoot this shit. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Prevent yeah. the bad from happening. Get mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. It's a place to come talk about goon shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's it, dude. Like, it's cool. Yeah. Talk about the fight you got into where you got a little fucking freaked out, but you're really grateful you took to how you have jujitsu in your belt and you're able to help that person not get killed. You're yeah, able to control yeah. that person. I mean, I'm throwing a little, I'm throwing a little thing in there for jujitsu. <laughs> jujitsu saves lives. Anyway, like, like that kind of stuff, dude, like that's what we got to talk about. Yeah. You're, you're right. Kind of I was thinking when you were saying about getting triggered at a concert, I was at one, yes. I go with, uh, I used, to, well, I haven't in a while cause of COVID and everything, but I would go to a lot of concerts with my nephew who's about six or seven years younger than me. And, uh, we were at a show now before I was a cop and we were talking about this, like I would go to the grimiest dive bars. Like that did not bother me. Right. And I'm at this yep. show, uh, very small room. And it was packed wall to wall with people. And it just so happened to be in Orlando, Florida. And I was sitting there, I was watching the show and suddenly I was at like condition orange, like teetering red. And I was looking at, it, I was like, shit, man, if pulse, the nightclub happened here, we're all dead. There's no like, I, and my, my mind That's started right. unraveling. That's and, right. And I was like, I didn't enjoy the rest of the concert. Um, so and I, I told him as we were driving home, I was like, dude, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel safe there. Now imagine, imagine private refits outside. And I like walk out and I go, Hey man, this is what just happened in my brain. Cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like to have that resource Take available. 10 fucking minutes, 15, 20 minutes to miss a little bit of the show to go reset yourself. Like, yo, this is what just went through my head. Am I fucking crazy for having these stuff? Somebody can be like, no, dude, like you're good. Like that's normal. But just when you go in there, just recognize you got some people around you. Like it's just a good time. The likelihood of that happening is very fucking small, dude. Mm-hmm. Like everything's good to go. And yeah. like, all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. And then go to fuck back inside and enjoy the rest of the show. Right, right. And it's, what? I, I've now gotten to the point where when I go to shows, I'm looking for people like you who are of similar taste but also similar mindset of work. You know what I mean? So that way, That's right. if shit does hit the fan, I know I'm good. Like it, and you know, it just, you're, you know you're good. You know, you're safe. You know, the dudes around, you know how to fight or they're fucking packing guns and they're ready to go, dude. Like hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And that, yes. I mean, that's exactly what you're saying about refit and it's, it's just a I dope did. idea. And obviously we're talking music cause that's just who we are as we, you guys right. don't know that's this. Right. We had a long music conversation before we hit record. Yes, we but, did. Um, the fact that that's so transferable, you know what I mean? You can do it, whatever the event is, or it doesn't even have to be an event. Just the fact that like it exists and life is the event sometimes, you know what I mean? And that, and that can that's trigger right, you right. just fine. Um, so yeah. <laughs> it can trigger you just fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's if uh, we're talking about, obviously the, the goon spot or whatever we were talking, calling it. Um, but <laughs> without that, how do people reach out to project refit? If they're, 
you know, if they need to talk to somebody. Yeah, man. So, uh, like I was saying, it, Monday and and Friday, we have the Radio Check Buddy Check In program that we uh, that we host. We're also always available on social media. You can message our page or whatever. We've done so. One of the cool, one of the cooler things that happened uh, within Refit was there was a guy last year. He made national news. This is actually a good plug for how we don't fucking share shit literally ever. I don't give a fuck who you are. There was a police officer that made national news. Because of something that happened, I'm not going to give any details of what happened either because you'll be able to look it up and fucking figure out who it is. Um, but this individual was like, yo, I need to talk. I'm fucking freaking out or whatever. And said it to one of the guys that is with affiliate with Refit. And he was like, I'm going to fucking hook you up with these dudes. And we're all going to jump on a call together and hang out with you. Cool. And he was like, all right, cool. And so what I'm saying is we have Monday and Friday. But we will also go onto a Zoom call. If you message us, like, yo, I kind of want a community around me real quick and I want to talk to a bunch of people. Can you can you throw something together? We'll throw something. We'll make a post. Say, hey, we're doing a private Zoom in two hours. Who wants to jump the fuck on and come hang out and help somebody out and just listen? We need people to jump in to listen. That's it. And then uh, because we're not, a, we're not an emergency service, right? That we're talking like for people who just want to talk some shit out, right. get some shit off their chest, right? I've talked to young cops from the South Jersey area here, literally met up with them at like a local bar or whatever, just sat down with them and talked to them for a little while. Literally just, they, they just need somebody to talk to and hang out mm-hmm. with that wasn't a cop that, you know, or just had like an opinion that was different from theirs, different way of thinking, maybe have a different take on a situation, a friend, the fuck, they just wanted a friend mm-hmm. to talk to. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. So if you want to get in contact with us, you know, we can do that. And by the way, the point that the reason why I said the whole thing about the national guy I'm not going to tell your name, your story, none of that shit, unless you tell me to tell your story uh, or you give me permission to tell your story. I'm not going to tell your fucking story, right? So, like, it's completely anonymous. Nobody's ever going to know. So, um, if someone wants to get hooked up on that, on those Zoom calls, how do they, how do they get involved? Message me. I'll send you the link. It's the same one every single time. We can't post the link uh, publicly anymore because we did that in the beginning. Somebody jumped into our Zoom shared a screen and showed a bunch of dicks. So like, you can't do that ever again. And we were live by the way. So, uh, that was hilarious. It was like two years ago or whatever, a year and a half ago. Uh, and it was very funny. I'm not going to lie. Everybody was, it was a bunch of cops and veterans that are in there. It was like 40 of us hanging out and dude, it was the funniest fucking thing ever. Um, but yeah, so that's it, dude. That's all you got to do. You got to message us. We'll jump on, you know, we'll do our thing. Um, and talk to you, listen to you, whatever. Or if you just want to shoot the shit, just message us. We'll send you the link. It's the same one every time. Nice, nice. And I think everyone needs to check it out, check you out. Um, Refit, you know, I've seen Refit pop up time and time again since we've been talking, and and it's it's important. I think all these different avenues to to get people talking and get get the word out there is just so important. So that being so said. Um, We'll, we'll use this time now. Go ahead and plug all your social medias. Uh, let us know how to find all the different ways to find you and all your different project endeavors. And uh, you got to let the people know where to find you. Amen. So um, for Impact, I'm going to start out with Impact. It's very simple. Uh, literally, we have a website and it's Impact Intel with two L's. Impact Intel with two L's dot org. Um, and then, uh, my email for that is the letter J, like my first name, James, the letter J at project. Re- I'm sorry, at impact Intel with two L's.org. That's J 
at impactintel.org. Uh, now for Project Refit, there's a lot more because it's uh, it's a nonprofit. So I, I also want it to be known more. Mm-hmm. Um, so Project Refit on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, Twitter kind of sucks. I don't use Twitter. so uh, Until but, Elon buys it, then it's going to be great. Yeah, then maybe I'll, I'll jump back <laughs> on it. Um, but uh, also we have a TikTok too. Been getting more into that, I guess. But I'm kind of like, I just use it to make videos and then I post that shit to, you know, Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. And it's literally all at Project Refit. Now our website is projectrefit.us. That's projectrefit.us at United States. Uh, And then my email for that is the letter J at projectrefit.us. It's very simple. J at projectrefit.us. Awesome. This this is a man of many hats, guys. Go check him out. He's doing a lot for the community. He's doing a lot for law enforcement, veterans, first responders. Uh, it's it's absolutely amazing. You're doing something on the professional side, and you're doing something on the on the personal side, and I think that's just amazing. And really, I, I don't want to you know tell you anything, but uh, I could see impact also having a person to person side of it too, where you know. Guys just want to chat and that might lead to... Can I share something? Go I got to share something with you. That's a part of it. So one of the biggest things, I had this like round table discussion like a couple months ago. Um, and I also spoke with uh, 10-8 Memes guy as well about That's this. Me. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, I also spoke with... Um, oh my God. Poorly if made. He this, he's going to hate me. Um, why is it leaving my... He's like the most popular fucking... You Poorly him made? Did the, Huh? Poorly, poorly made. made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor, <laughs> poorly made. Please me. So I talked to him privately uh, a couple months ago too. And one one theme that was coming up a lot, he also loved this product. He's like, dude, this is going to fucking change everything. I was like, I know. It's going to, it's like the best thing ever. And it's super affordable. So Impact Intel is also very affordable, by the way. Uh, like I'm talking like dumb affordable. I mean, mm. I did that on purpose. And there's a way for you to make your department to make money with us. Mm, by the okay, way too okay. it's built into it i mean i thought through this thing so deeply anyway back to the point about what you just said mental health wise right because it is related to mental health and getting connected to guys we are going to be creating anonymous rooms we are creating anonymous rooms the reason why we're doing that is because we also want to bring in uh, a chance and a way for guys to if they want to just have a place that they create they can create their own anonymous room where they're talking about whatever. And they don't know, they don't have to know who it is that's saying this shit. Um, and just like getting shit off their chest or whatever, and then bring in like psychologists into this stuff too. So they can talk to somebody Mm -hmm. if they want professionally, whatever, or partner with literally we can partner with even, you know, apps that do this stuff and have a link directly to these apps and these Mm -hmm. companies that do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's 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 a a lot of room for growth. The future of this product is absolutely massive for the law enforcement community, not only professionally, but I'm talking also mentally, mm-hmm. right? To help the profession, help the guys become better cops. I just want to help make better police officers, you know, at home, better better husbands, better wives, better fathers, better mothers. Like, because I think, man, I, the way I was raised, the red, white, and blue, I guess, side of me, a fucking Southern kind of mentality is like, The police officer is the dude of the community that you're supposed to look up to. He's the guy of the community who is a a, a fucking good citizen who is, you know, living by good standard morals. And you know what? I think that the profession is a little bit under attack. 
And I think that it's affecting a lot of guys and guys who want to go into a profession with that mindset too are beginning to, because they're humans, you're fucking human, you're struggling and you need the help from the community, literally people like me. So that's why I'm doing this, man. Like, I, I don't know. I just saw the problem and I want to help. And yeah. somebody asked me a question before. It was actually on um, Veterans Matter podcast. It's a YouTube channel too. He was like, why, why are you doing this? And I was like, well, if not me, like then who the fuck is going to do mm -hmm. it? Why not me? Right. You know what I mean? Like, which is the same mentality me? of, of why cops get into it. If not me, then who? Right. Like, why not? Like mm -hmm. I, it's my calling. I feel it. It's working. It's fucking crazy. So why not? Yeah. Here I am. I Absolutely. Fucking make so everyone, I fight. Just, yeah, just, uh, Keep an eye out for James. He's going to be on Shark Tank soon, and he's going to be pitching uh, Impact <laughs> to to all of yeah. them up there. I don't want it to be that popular. Oh, I don't want Crimble to know about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. All right, guys. Uh, James, this was awesome. This is great. I think you're doing big things for the profession, big things for the culture. Thanks, man. And uh, from someone who's been in it and he's seen the ups, the downs, the stock market, like you said, uh, I think yes. this is going to be an amazing thing, and I really appreciate you just – you know, I was I was waiting for you to drop the thing like, oh, well, I was going to be a cop, but but you didn't. You did this literally out, yeah. of, the, out of the pureness of your heart. And uh, I appreciate it. Got you, bro. All right, everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back and uh, go check out Project Refit and Impact. We'll be right back. Sleeping on a planner at the part of to come Seven scotch and sodas at the office party Now I don't remember where I'm from I think I had a black wallet in my back pocket with a bus ticket and a picture of my baby inside And if I make it home alive I'm gonna get my shit together Cause I can live like this forever No, come too far all right all right all right all right we are back what a great episode what a great dude he is gonna do big things guys if you want to get in on the ground floor let me know let him know because he is going to really bring an amazing product and an amazing change to the culture um, and it's from the outside looking in. I say this all the time. I've said this. This is probably one of the overarching themes of this show is that law enforcement exists in an echo chamber. Far too often, we only listen to ourselves or the people that are like us or, you know, within our immediate proximity. When a guy like James comes from nowhere, you know, he's not he's not a military dude. He's not a he's not a cop. He just respects and appreciates everything that law enforcement does for the community and in the military. And he realized that there needs to be something to help them out. And, you know, he, he was in school and he, and he was inspired and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter how he got here. The fact that he's there and his intentions are good. There are many people that are in this job or were in this job that come up with things or they, they, they launch products or they launch services or they launch classes geared at people in this profession and they don't care about you. They care about you because you are the next dollar that's going to be spent. That's why they care. 
You know what I mean? They, 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 they're going to teach you how to be a quality police officer, but they're going to charge you an arm and a leg for it, and they have nothing to back it up. I think we all know who exactly who I'm talking about. Point being, though, that's not what James is offering at all. What he's offering is two different platforms. One is to help you off-duty, one is to help you on-duty. And the one that's on duty is for profit, so he can reinvest that money into the not profit, not profit. So I, I I could see, and we he and I talked about this, and he said that it's been something that he's felt some contention with, is kind of being an outsider selling the law enforcement, and it's unfortunate because I I kind of figured he was going to get some blowback from it because. That's how tribal we get. The, the tribalism within law enforcement is terrible. So, that being said, guys, ignore all that. Okay, he, I've, I've talked to him several times, not just on this episode. I've talked to him with other forward-thinking law enforcement people. And we all are kind of in agreement. Like, this dude's a good dude. He's got a great idea. So, that being said, guys, if you want to be a part of these amazing endeavors... Like I said, contact me, contact James. Uh, his links are going to be in the episode description, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna do this, man. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be one of the next best products for law enforcement, and Refit is gonna be right up there with all the other um, great services that are out there for law enforcement. And you know, you can never have too many. We always talk about tools in the toolbox. Well, why don't we? Consider that with law, um, law enforcement resilience too, right? Like Nick Nick Wilson's a great guy. Jenna Romano I talk to all the time. Project 109 I deal with all the time. Now we got Project Refit, you know, and those are just some of them. There, there's more that I find every single day. And that ROI, return on investment, has be- paid dividends. It really has. So just stuff to think about, guys. I, I don't like to get up here and get really preachy. A little bit. But not not as much. Um, I'm just asking, as always, open-mindedness. And I think James is uh, the guy that deserves it. One of the most. So, just keep that in mind. And, and you know, I've, I bring people in who are not law enforcement all the time. You know, they're related to law enforcement. They're somehow integrated. Uh, Erica Gaines, you know, she's she's not a cop. Uh, Amy Beckler, this is back in January. Um and there's more. There's more coming. Um, those are just the two that came to my head right away. Uh, just, I really, there's a part of me that, and I can see it in, in some of the listening numbers. Like, you guys go, oh, he's not a cop. And they back away. Just, you're here. You're listening to it. So, I appreciate it. Tell your buddies. They're like, oh, no, that, that topic doesn't interest me. Trust me. It should interest you. It should interest them. All that being said, guys, we are done for the week. I appreciate it. I am actually going on vacation next week but don't you worry my friends we are still going to have the episode i've edited it ahead of time so that way i can enjoy not being in florida for a minute and you guys can still get your content so you're welcome next week's episode is actually going to be featuring adam from police post uh he also runs um effective training and uh uh, effective combatives excuse me it's been a long weekend, guys. I apologize. Um, so he's going to be there. We're going to talk all about the job. We're going to talk about leaving the job. A bunch of stuff, man. He's, he was a great conversation. Um, so you guys are not going to want to miss that either. 
Also, let's see what else we got going on. That's really it, guys. I, I told you guys last week we got 45 episodes total in this up uh, in this season. We are coming up. Actually, this one we're gonna we have 10 episodes left. 10 episodes left, and then the season's going to be Kaputski, and then from there, we are going uh, in off-season for about two months, and then I'll be back in October with new episodes and uh, new guests, things like that, and who knows? I had a, I told you guys in the first couple episodes of the season, I wanted to do um, 10-8's Top 50, where I went to different, or contacted cops in different states and blah, 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 blah. That didn't happen. Maybe that'll be in Season 3. I don't know. We really, I haven't drawn that up yet we've got big things coming though we do i've already announced on instagram uh, i'm going back to school in the fall for psychology Uh, i also announced that i am writing my own mental health and resiliency course which i will either put on independently or i'm going to do it through companies depends on how the cookie crumbles and i've got more stuff to announce i'm just waiting until those things come official the psychology degree that which i'm just starting that's official. I'm, I'm matriculated for the fall. The class I am currently working on, and then the next few things I'm going to wait till they are set in stone before I announce them uh, publicly. So, all that being said, guys, lots of fun stuff, a lot of cool stuff coming out to the 10-8 brand, and I really appreciate you guys sticking with me through all this. It's growing. I'm growing. Not in any kind of dirty way. Please post this next week. Thank you guys for hanging out. Take care of each other. Stay safe. Go check out the 108 merch store. Go check out the Instagram, the Facebook, um, the Spotify playlist, the breakfast cereal, the flamethrower. We'll see you later. Take care of each other. 108 out.